0: Fresh Fiend, your host and star of the podcast as always. Um, today, we got a lot of shit to talk about. A lot of shit that's going on. BET Weekend in LA. I just, I'm just i fresh back from Miami. I just came back yesterday. Miami was a vibe. A lot of new music out. I gotta give my reviews and my, my yes yays and nays. I gotta give... Uh, you know, a whole bunch of shit to talk about today. Um, this episode, I am by myself. I didn't want nobody here for this one because there's so much shit to talk about. I don't need anybody's help. I don't want them to kill my vibe. I don't want them to throw the show's direction in the tub. So, this is my first Dolo episode. So it's like episode... 8, maybe 7 or eight, eight, nine. One of them shits I did alone. with. Uh, I did my Delroy shit. That was cool. But today... We talking about um everything, everything that's going on in the world and uh, a couple little personal things that I might let go. But anyway, for the most part, uh the BET weekend was this week at BET Awards. Uh let's just jump right on into this. So everybody's in Cali, right? Everybody's a lot of shit, not a lot of shit happened out there. A lot everything's in Cali. Uh Safari gets ran down on by the dream chasers. Oh damn. So, from the footage that we've all seen on Instagram, because we all seen it by now, he's outside talking to, you know, um, he's talking to, what's that DJ nigga from Love & Hip Hop? Oh, uh, damn. The Gwinnin nigga. The nigga that's on 105, y'all know that nigga. Uh, the shit, DJ Gwinnin. I forget his name right now. Well, but he don't matter. He didn't do shit. The DJ nigga, DJ Self. Shout out DJ Self. He's sitting out there talking to DJ Cell Safari got all his all white on. You know what I'm saying? Got his white little Jordan 7s and shit. It's a bozo. Um, so Meek Mill pulls up in a truck. Comes out halfway and says, yo, what up? Next thing you know, niggas start beating the fucking Safari. <laughs> and he took off. The nigga Safari takes off like Usain Bolt. He's a Jamaican. He's in shape. The nigga Safari speed was quite... Fr- he should try out for the NFL for wide receiver That nigga's fast. Didn't fuck up none of his clothes. His chains didn't get took. He was all right. Now his mans, on the other hand, got his ass whooped in the corner, which was very, very offsetting. Yo, Safari, man. You from Brooklyn, bro. You from the bush. You can't be doing that, bro. We grew up better than that. You don't leave your mans. You just got to get that white dirty. And you do anything you can to get to Meek. Because he the one who set all that up. But Meek is on probation. He physically... Cannot touch you. He know the cameras is out there. It's Hollywood. Everybody's in town. You know, and prior, this is what I first thought. Because I see, I'm on Instagram and I see a picture of Safari with Remy. 20 minutes later, that video comes out. I'm like, it, it gotta be because of that. Because Safari be doing clown shit. Like, why are you fucking taking pictures with Remy in the middle of them beefing? You don't have to do that, nigga. You got nothing to do with this. It's not about you. So, uh. Yeah, Safari got ran down on. Chase tried trying to beat him up, and he makes his video inside the rave. He got his head to the side like a little thought because he wants people to see a Rolls Royce. He's like, yo, Meek, you pussy. You see me one-on-one, yada, yada, yada. He brings up the game and all that. Um, But I, one thing I noticed, though, all these niggas had beef with game. Nobody came out. Nobody popped up on game. Game is a real nigga, man. Niggas don't play with him. But Safari? Barbecue chicken. Meek Mill is the smartest, hoodest nigga ever. He's moving proper out here. He had the goons with him. He had security with him. Niggas just can't get to him. You know LA is crazy. Pac movie just came out. And also, we're going to talk about Pac movie too. Um, we gonna, I'm not going to say nothing right now. We're going to get into it when I get there. But we're going to talk about that movie. We're going to dissect that movie. By this point, everybody should have seen it or heard about it or watched it on Fox. Whatever you did to see it or hear about it. You should have known no, I am fucked fuck the movie up. So if you have not watched the movie, you're gonna to have to fast forward that part. Sorry. But um yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Um also Joe Budden. Joe Budden, Academics, Nadesca Complex. They got this show everyday struggle. They were in Hollywood on the red carpet for the BET Awards. First of all, salute to Joe. Salute to academics, salute to Nedesca and all on the Complex. Salute to complex. I actually want a job up there, but I don't know the way to go about getting it. I'm 31. I'm not. I'm not fucking interning for nobody. Okay. Uh. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, they doing interviews, and uh, they interviewed Drum. Interviewed uh, Mac Wiles. Pretty calm guest. And then the Migos come up, and there's an issue. Academics does his rookie journalism, and he's asking, "Take off. You were left off, bad and bougie." Takeoff says, Does it look like I was left off bad and bougie? could not hear him or understand him because the niggas don't talk. I don't know what they be saying. It look like I love my bad bougie. What? It look like I was on bad bougie. Huh? Does, I said, It looked like I was good. No, you look great now. You know, when he was in jail. And then it, it gets to a point where Joe is like, All right, we got to wrap this up. Quavo's like, We'll wrap it up then. Joe stands up, drops the mic, walks off. That can creates a problem for these niggas. So now it gets juicy. Pause. Now, the Migos stand up like Prince on Chappelle's show, game blouses, folded their arms. They got 13 chokers on. One of this, I guess one of their homies ran up on Joe. Academics kind of got in the middle of it, shut it down. The Migos, basically, they ain't with the shits. They not with the shits. I don't know what Joe did to them niggas. They wasn't with the shits. I didn't watch Everyday Struggle today, so I got to catch up and see what Joe says about this. He tweeted about it and said niggas was sassy. It was a little sass. They had a little attitude. And uh, Joe wasn't really feeling that attitude, which I get. And, um, you know, after this, now directly after this happens, now there's other footage now, that, like the same night. Migos running up on Chris Brown. Now, you know, Chris Brown had an issue with Quavo De and Carucci. I am sound like a blogger talking about all this pussy shit. But anyway, they had an issue. Chris Brown had an issue with Quavo De and Carucci. So that was bound to come to a head at some point. They seen him in the parking lot, tried to run up on him. Chris Brown had great security. He got a good offensive line because them motherfuckers could not get to him for shit. Straight up. That's what they get paid for. God damn it. More top, you see it. You know, so we we need Chris Brown. Chris Brown. He might have he might have hired the Patriots offensive line for the for the summer just to make sure he walking and repping right because they couldn't get to him. He was just on his car yawning like these niggas done. Y'all done? Y'all trying to fight me with tight pants and 17 chokers on? The Migos are not equipped for fighting. They would they would split their pants, and and <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to see Quavo's, Quavo's ass crack. Nobody. All right. So now we move forward to the actual awards. That was why everybody was there. The BET Awards. Uh, Chance the Rapper wins an award. Uh, Kendrick got Best Rap Artist. We're gonna applaud Kendrick. I thought he should have won that, and he did win that. Salute salute to my nigga K-Dot For getting that award He had the fresh box braids He also performed with Future People hate that verse But you know When you put garbage next to real rap It's gonna look garbage too So there's that But um Kendrick got that Chance won a humanitarian award The youngest person to ever win that Let's give an applause for Chance the rapper And we gonna jump and jump into Chance for a little bit We gonna jump into Chance Now Chance is hot right now He's on fire Right? He's like the biggest, newest rapper out. He, this is, Niggas haven't seen a push like this for independent or new artists since Drake. He's winning the awards. He's got the records. He's, everybody fucks with him. He's like the perfect rapper right now. Nobody hates Chance. A lot of people don't listen to him, but nobody hates this nigga. You know what I'm saying? He's too likable. The guy has a, a, a fucking adorable daughter. He's got Kit Kat commercials. He got, he, he's everywhere. He got Sprite commercials now. Like this nigga has hats that sell with the number three on it. He's selling more hats with the number three than Alan Iverson ever did. So salute to Chance, but what I want to say is how long will the Chance rap a run last before we get new music? We've seen artists do this where they drop a dope project and they go, you know, they they get they they get they just do and they get they all the acclaim and all the fame and all the all notoriety, but then they kind of fall back. Like we've seen Bryson Tiller do this. Like he got, Swap Soul was amazing. He went on a great tour with it. He was on a run. The radio loved it. And then he just kind of got quiet for a while and nothing was working. Like, the singles he put out was okay. Nothing really stuck. He didn't match the level of those singles he had the first year. So now this year, we get an album from Bryson Tiller, and it's "Ah, it's okay. It's not great. It's not bad, but it's not what we expected. So now I kind of feel like this could be in the future for Chance, and I'm going to tell you why. Chance the Rapper has a song on DJ Khaled's album, Grateful. That song is the worst fucking song I've ever heard in my life. From Chance or Khaled, that fucking song is fucking garbage. DJ Khaled sampled himself saying, "I love you so much" to his son. And now listen, the nigga Chance is so nice as a person, you don't even want to say negative things in the song. He's singing about his family and his daughter and his his, his loved ones, but the song is garbage. I'm sorry, Chance. I gotta throw it in the tub. So now, if this is what you' putting out after this little run you have, Am, are we really looking forward to this nigga next project? I'm looking. I want to see how well he can do following Coloring Book because that was a big deal. The the push the the, the the fucking it was everywhere. Like you seen it on the bus, you seen it on on the internet, you seen it on your phone, you seen promo for it, you seen it on Instagram. He got Grammys for this shit, so it's like. Okay, was that your debut album? Maybe. We don't know. Maybe it was a mixtape. I don't know. I believe it, it, I remember it being free, so I don't think it was an album. So now it's like when you do do your album where you got to sell it, what do you have to give us? Because we see you so much and we're not hearing anything. Like What we're hearing is bad. Trash. It's trash. That song with DJ Khaled is terrible, bro. And I don't even like him on that I'm the One record. I don't think he fits with Quavo and Bieber and Wheezy. Don't think he really fits there. But, you know, Khaled, Khaled loves to fucking... Make alphabet soup He takes all these rappers And put them in the same pot See what comes out But uh Yeah that's what I gotta say About Chance Falls The BT Woggle, And also Chris Brown Had a good performance Shout out to Chris Brown Chris Brown had a great performance Mary J Blige Had a good performance With A$AP Rocky That was love Um Remy Ma Got Best Female Rap Artist We knew that was gonna happen Because she was there And Nicki was not Um what else happened? They the uh, oh the fucking um. Per- I personally did not like. I hate when they do these old tributes to old niggas. So the whole new edition shit. You know, I'm watching my cousin get all hyped. Oh yeah, me singing the song. Can you and the rain? Shit, they already had a fucking three day movie. They don't need no more praise. Get these niggas out of here. Bobby Brown has a blazer with a fur. You're in Hollywood, bro. Trey, also, Trey, songs may have had the worst performance. Trey, what the fuck is going on, Trey? Trey, you won't cut your hair. You look like you stink. What is going on with Trey songs? Okay, his album was not good. It was not at, I don't like it. I don't like Trey's album. I think it's garbage. Not gonna hold you. I think this shit is whack. Sorry, Trey. Sorry. And I'm a big fan of Trey. But um, this ain't it. He lied. Y'all need to worship him. He fucking lied. Yeah. Yeah. He got to go up to his label and throw tables around and get his ice cube on. Because they let you go on that press run for this bullshit album. And they let you go on tour for this bullshit album. And they keep dumping money into this bullshit album. So we're gonna, This is going to eventually catch up to Trey. And he's going to be into like a neo... Like like a Neo kinda like thing where you kinda just fade away. Or Marion or some shit. Like you was once the nigga. And now you ain't you know, you're just regular now. Trey Songz is regular now. He's regular. I'm sorry. Niggas runs don't last forever. He had a run. He kinda took it from Usher. Chris Brown and Trey took it from Usher. And you know. Trey Song's performance was horrible, man. I don't know what kind of coat he had on. These niggas are in LA and they on stage with a with a with a fucking fur peacoat. Well, I don't I don't get this shit. I don't get it. I know you're in an air conditioned building, but you're performing with no shirt on. Underneath whatever. So yeah, Trey Song performed. Uh who else was there? They had a couple other things going on. Um Remy, of course, took a shot at Nikki. That was right, you know, we expect that. Um shit, I don't really know nothing else that was important that happened there. DJ Khaled premiered his video with Nas and Travis Scott. Don't like that song either. Hate the hook, hate the beat. I don't like. I mean, Nas was actually rapping because his has some pretty dope shit on the song. But it's just the the beat is just so whack. And it, it's always a uh, it's always been a narrative that Nas picks whack beats. That's one of them. You know, Nas doesn't always pick whack beats. Like, for example, his Notorious album, every beat on that was garbage. That's how I feel. Okay. So off the BET Awards. Now, let's talk about. Uh, hmm. I was in Miami from Friday to yesterday, Monday. It was a vibe. I had a good time. I got really high. I drank a lot of alcohol. I ate a lot of food. I slept barely. That's a perfect vacation, pretty much. Um, I did go to the beach. Got a slight sunburn on my shoulders. I don't know how black people get sunburn, but it happens. We gotta wear black too, you know. Black the melanin, obviously it's not bulletproof. So um, that shit hurts. And it was fun, man. I got I me, mean, I was out there with my cousins, my brother. It was his first time out there. He running around crazy, you know. He doing his thing. So my boy Ralph out there. Shout out to my nigga Ralph. Had the little Corvette coupe, you know, real nice and clean out there, looking like a million bucks. Uh, we went to King of Diamonds. King of Diamonds was weak. King of Diamonds is trash if ain't no rappers in the building. I guess all the rappers I mean it was a bad weekend. Everybody was in LA. So Rick Ross was not there. And oh uh Caleb was not in Miami. None of these people were in Miami. Everybody was in fucking LA. We went on the wrong the wrong time to see celebrities. So we didn't get to see nobody. And King Diamonds was trash, man. I spent seven dollars, and that's only because I felt bad because this stripper came up to me and she's dancing on me, and I'm I'm high. So I'm like, this bitch gonna blow my fucking high. What do you want? Like, she comes up, and she, I I, and I, don't even know how the fuck she looked at me. I turned my head to look for this other stripper that I did want with the blue one. She was bad. Whoever you are, I was, I was looking for you, if you ever hit it. So I was, the blue Thong. You wore the Blue Thong Saturday at King of Diamonds. You were tall as shit, and you had the fattest ass. And I wanted that dance. I had that whole... I had 80 singles for you. This is facts. I had 80 singles for you. Straight up! Anyway... She, um, she, I couldn't find her. So now I'm looking at the corner of my eye to see this other stripper just walking past. She comes to me, stops in front of me, starts dancing. I don't move. I just looked at her high as hell. I'm just, I was drunk. We did some shots of Henny before we left the crib. It was a movie. Saturday night was pretty decent. So we get to strip Club. It's kind of like, I get a hundred singles just to start off. All right, I get a hundred singles. So now we, um, yeah, She's dancing. I wasn't really feeling it, so I just stood there. My cousin starts throwing money down. Now, she got her back to me, so she don't know who money it is. She just knows singles is flying. All right, she's ready to dance now. So now she turns around, and I got the same face on. My hands did not move. I didn't touch anything. She's dancing on me again. So now she takes her panties off and whips the titties out. I still don't move. She grabs my hands and makes me grab her ass cheeks. They were soft. They was cool. They was a little little small for my liking, but it was all right. Um, she started dancing harder because cousin throws more money. So now I'm like, all right, she's actually working for this money. Let me give her a few dollars. So I peeled $7. I counted it too. That's how you know you a cheap ass nigga. When you count, <laughs> when you count, when you count how many singles you gonna throw, you a cheap ass bastard. I peeled $7 and I just sprinkled it on her. And I stepped back and let her pick up her money and leave. After that, we got the fuck out of there, man. It was uh, It was pretty dead. But it was a fun night. Uh Sunday. Sunday we didn't do too much. Because we had to leave Monday afternoon. So Sunday we just uh went to eat. It was cool. We had some drinks. Everybody was vibing. Overall I had a good week and I got to recharge and rest rest up a little something. Get my mind back to the, you know, to the endless grind, that is what I do. So I appreciated the trip. It was cool. It was a lot of fun. Got to see my family. We had a good time. A lot of laughs. And everything was all right. Now that's that for that. Now, the NBA Awards for yesterday. Shout out to Russell Westbrook winning that MVP. Russell Westbrook, yes, my current favorite player. If you don't fuck with KD, no more. Shout out to Russell Westbrook, league MVP. He deserved it. He played hard for it. Even KD shouted him out. He tweeted him today. Or oh, he put it on his YouTube. One of them shits I saw on Bleacher Report. Said he balled his ass off, and he, and he did. And salute to Russell for getting that. So Also, salute to James Harden for playing a hell of a year, too. He was a runner-up, and um, he did his thing. Uh, Draymond Green got Defensive Player of the Year. Shout-out to Draymond. That's cool for him, you know. Championship, Defensive Player of the Year, good season. Hell of a year. Um, Nicki Minaj performed at these MB- First of all, Drake hosted the NBA Awards, which is... He hosted the ESPYs last year, so I guess they like Drake's sense of humor, per se. Had a few skits that were pretty funny. Will Farrell. He had a he, one where he went him and Draymond went head up and dissed each other. It was awkward, but okay. Uh, did a few pa- little jokes, little parody jokes. It was like well, Jake did his thing. Nikki performs with two chains. Now, on this Nicki Minaj True Change record, there's a diss to Remy. Why she chooses to continue to diss Remy on these features, I don't know. She also dissed Remy on Yo Gotti's mixtape. Uh, she keeps saying she, she released, you released to eat the Ethe record, but I broke Aretha record. She said it on the song twice. And I, and I keep thinking to myself, Nikki, none of your fans, none of your young fans, know who the fuck Aretha Franklin is. And secondly, the, how long is Aretha Franklin record supposed to last in the days of streaming and mass record sale? You think Aretha Franklin was doing a Millie first day? In the 60s and 70s and 80s. No. I, you should, I would hope you'd be to read this record with, with all this help you have. You have a big push with your label. You got a lot of endorsements. You got Cameron Civil helping you. You got, you signed to Wayne. Uh, you got the biggest layup any woman could, could ask for. So you broke a read this record, big fucking whoop, rap. Nobody wants, nobody cares about your stats. And, and this is why I always blame 50 Cent for bringing stats into hip-hop. Jay-Z a little bit, too. Jay-Z always used to bring stats into his raps. When he was dissing Nas, he was talking about, you know, your last album was lame. We appreciated that. Yeah, last Now Domus was whack. We gonna all say that. Nas' Domus was trash, bro. And, you know, Jason, one was Ed, eh, the other was Illmatic. And he was talking about it was written. It was written was classic. It might be even better than, than Illmatic. But we not gonna debate that right now, because I'm by myself. But, um, yeah, and then, after a while, Nas, I mean, Jay started talking numbers and his stats. And then, you know, that became popular. So now when 50 got hot, started saying how Fat Joe and Joe Budden, Jay to kiss Joe Budden too, don't sell records. They broke niggas. They ain't got no money. They can't do shows in Africa. So now here comes Drake. Soon as Drake breaks a record, he raps about it. Soon as Drake gets a Grammy, he got a song called Trophies. Soon as Drake got a few number ones, he starts counting them out on records. And now it seems like that's the way to diss niggas. Like, you don't got, you can't do, you ain't do what I did. So you whack. Nah, we not letting that fly. Nah. Can you out rap Remy? That's what the world wants to see. I really feel like they should boss up and be on some Floyd Mayweather shit and get these two girls in a ring and have them battle. Have them battle. Just like them Smack DVDs or these URL battles, have Nikki and Remy battle for the bag. And then after it's all said and done, whoever wins that, y'all shake hands like adult women and y'all move the fuck on. If y'all want to work together, cool. If y'all don't, y'all don't. But let's stop the diss records on other records. Like, this shit getting corny now. Like, she's really at the NBA Awards performing with 2 chains, and it's a diss record. Like, that song is not even all that. That song is actually kind of trash. And you got so 2 chains got so many good records on that album and he has to perform that for Nikki because of Nikki, because she's bigger than him and she, she's the big artist and they wanted her there to the be at the NBA game awards or whatever. And also what's up with these NBA awards? Since when? Let's get these niggas, they trophies and awards when they're supposed to get it, which is during the playoffs. You don't have this big fucking ceremony at the end of the season. Like, no, come on, man. Come on, man. Niggas are trying to enjoy their summer. I think the only reason most of these players came is because they knew they were going to get trophies. So it's like, uh, enough already. Like, we don't need a basketball Grammys. These niggas play all year. We know who's what, okay? When you watch the Grammys and shit like that, you really don't know who's going to win. You kind of hope you have a favorite, but you don't know. MVP, we kind of knew it was between Harder and where. There was no real guess. It wasn't like, oh, shit, they gave it to Antetokounmpo. No, we knew who the fuck was getting what. And we don't the performances and shit like that. This is it's basketball, bro. They trying to get into this social media mainstream shit with the NBA now. And it's like they're taking the game away. Like, people are gonna start looking forward to this award show. You should be looking forward to the game. You had this whack ass playoffs. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm gonna throw that whole shit in the tub. I ain't really cool with it. I'm not a fan of it. I like seeing players get the MVP trophy at their home in the second round like they used to do where you could hold it up in front of their fans and thank them and give their little speech before the game. You know, that that was dope. You know, I watched all my favorite players get MVPs, Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson, Derrick Rose, Kevin Durant, now Russell Westbrook. You know, all my favorite players get trophies, and they all got it at home in front of their fans, except for Russell Westbrook. And, I mean, he cool, he was cool. He had a crying moment, and he had the whole team come up there with him, and it was all love. You know, well, we, we good without those awards. I don't really, I didn't even watch the shit. I watched the little snippets. But it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing for me. Now let's get to uh, let's get to this music here. It's so a lot of new music out. A lot of new music out, man. A lot of new music. I don't know if y'all ear is as abreast to the musical scene as mine, but if I'm if it's not, I'm about to put y'all on to some artists. Firstly, you got her, H. E. R. Her music is amazing. She dropped a seventh song EP called Volume Two. Let me make sure I'm getting this right. because I listen to it every day. Yes, her volume two, fire. Her volume one is fire. Um, Joyner Lucas dropped his uh a project. It's not an album, it's a project. Fire. That kid is something, man. That Joyner Lucas, he's gonna be all right. He's a rapper's rapper. He reminds me of like J Cole when J Cole first came out. I'm not saying he's fucking J Cole. I'm saying he reminds me of J Cole when J Cole first came out. Remember how J Cole had something to prove? He had bars and he had pop, He had like meaning in his. voice. Like you niggas gotta hear me. And then once Cole got that following, he said, Alright, now I'm gonna feed my fans. And Cole does a great job of that. So Jonah Lucas, shout out to him. Uh Young Thug dropped his album, Beautiful Thugger Girls. Two chains, Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. We already spoke about Scissor. We spoke about Yogati and Yo uh, Yogati and Mike Wills mixtape. Talked about party next door. Colors EP We talked about Bryson, Gucci Main, Drop Top Wap. Talked about that. Uh what else we got out here? DJ Khaled. Oh man. DJ Khaled. This the album cover has a sod and a pool. Or oh, it might be a hot tub. It should have been a bathtub. That album, the whole album goes in the tub. Put a sod in the fucking tub. You and a sod, get your asses in the tub, Khaled. Khaled, this album is horrible, bro. You've been promoting this shit on Snapchat for a year. I promise you, this is the biggest album of my life. This is my best work. He says this every album, and every album has almost every DJ Khaled album has been trash. Major Key was fire. Not gonna deny that. Major Key was fucking lit. Dope album, dope records. It was a great album. It just can't—you can't hate that one. This Major Key shit. Ah. I mean, this uh, Grateful. Ah. I don't know, man. I don't like it. I keep trying to listen to it. The shit is garbage, man. It's garbage. It's tub worthy. Tub worthy. And Calla keep fucking talking about my best work. He lied. Y'all need to worship him. He fucking lied. Yeah, Cali, you lied to us, man. you on Snapchat every day. You're doing this stupid ass dance to that Drake record. That Drake record fucking sucks. That Drake record that we lit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, that shit is I hate, I fucking hate Drake. I hate him. I don't like Drake as a person. Musically, I feel like he's a genius. He's a legend. But that song is so bad. And Khaled hyped up these Drake vocals for fucking months, bro. He lied. Y'all need to worship him. He fucking lied. Yeah. I, I, it's like. A lot of people i talked to now say they unfollow Khaled on Snap. Well, they sick of it. Uh, know, It's like, all right, man. You gave you 15 more minutes and you somehow managed to make those annoying. You got to relax, Khaled. You got to relax. You got to take a break. After an album like that, the last one, you would think a nigga would chill. You Grammy nominated. Take time. Make this show. This album is perfect. First of all, they got way too many songs on it. Khaled's album has 23, 23 songs of bullshit. Okay? Let's, let's talk about the bullshit. Let's talk about the bullshit. One decent song is Iced Out My Arms. That's the Migos. Range Rover came. That song is pretty fire. That's Future. Billy Ocean, Fat Joe and Decent. Good Man, Pusha T and uh, Jadakiss, Decent. Uh, Don't Quit, Travis Scott. There's a lot of people on that record. I love you so much with Chance. That song is so bad. Uh, the Alicia Keys and Nikki. Ah, I can go without that. It's secured. Nas and Travis Scott. On everything. Travis Scott and I don't know who the fuck else. To the max with Drake. The Shining with Beyonce and, and Jay. Is, I want to go throw that in the tub. It's old, though. We don't care at this point about that record. Uh, the Wild Thoughts with Rihanna. That might save Khaled's life. It might. I personally don't like that fucking record because you don't remix Carlos Santana and take off the original hook. You don't change the name of the song to Wild Thoughts when it's the Maria Maria beat. Like, and you put me Rihanna on a song with Bryson Tiller. Bryson Tiller was not needed on that record. It could have been just Rihanna and it would have been a smash regardless. Bryson Tiller is so fucking unnecessary on that record. And I tell people all the time, Khaled likes to make collabs happen that would never happen. Rihanna would never give fucking Bryson Tiller a feature, ever. She's not calling him. She's not calling Bryson Tiller to collab. It's not fucking happening. But when Khaled calls you, he'll get Rihanna's first, and they say, who else can I throw on this? And nobody told him, yo, leave it alone. It's good like that. Yo, get Bryson. He's hot right now. No, Bryson is fucking dry. He's dead. It's over, bro. (laughs) Bro. You should have never provided that record bothers me. I don't like it. People love it. I was in Miami and every car that went past with females in it plays that song. Girls love it. Girls love Rihanna. Rihanna can't do no wrong. She's like the West Indian fucking Beyonce. So. Gallagher kind of fucked that up for me. The to the max with Drake. Garbage. Um, I'm the one I don't like. But yeah, I just went through the whole track list. I don't like none of these shits, man. This album is trash. I'm as weak. Pull a caper, Kodak Black saves that song, but the rest of the song is weak. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't care for all of that. Also, uh, Diddy movie, Diddy's movie dropped. We are gonna give Diddy a round of applause for that. Uh, Diddy dropped the movie Can't Stop Won't Stop, a bad boy story, where he basically tells the story of this tour that he just finished up. Um, the movie's interesting. It's interesting. It's like a behind the scenes of how the tour came about and the show on Biggie's birthday that was at the Barclays. Pretty big. It was um the big deal. It was a big deal. Um Diddy's a big deal kind of guy. He got faith and, and uh Little Kim talking, which was like nobody never seen that. But it happened. And um you know, everything worked out. The tour went well and people enjoyed it, you know. I personally didn't want to go I do not I don't, I'm a, you know I don't like seeing old acts come back and do their old shit. I want to see you when you hot. Like, I don't want to see a Kanye West tour of him doing his greatest hits. I'd much rather see Kanye when he's on tour doing his latest album. That's that's me. Like, right now, if LL Cool J did a reunion tour, I don't want to see that shit. I don't want to see that. I don't don't want to see that. A lot of people will go for something to do. You really want to go see LL on stage for two hours doing all all them old-ass records, all them old bitches in the audience? I don't even think L.L. has the, the endurance at this age. I know he's in shape, but the endurance to get on the stage. ah, I don't know. I don't know, man. But anyway. We got. um Outside of that music that dropped. We got new music coming. Hovey's is dropping his album Friday. 4.44. People was negating that it was a Jay-Z album coming. And then all of a sudden, boom. Jay-Z. Drops a little video, little trailer with the dude from uh, Luke Cage that got killed boxing. And the song sounds dope. It sounds dope. I cannot wait to hear it. Unfortunately, you have to have a title account to hear this album. It's not going to be on iTunes, Spotify, and shit like that. It's exclusively to title, and that's what Jay-Z has the power to do. So... If you're like me, you're going to have to make a new email to get the free trial for Tidal. <laughs> up. I'm not paying $12 for Tidal. Fuck that. Fuck that. And if, apparently that's the only place you can stream Reasonable Doubt. Jay-Z, yo, Jay-Z, man. He knows. He, he, he corners the market, man. You can't deny it. You can't deny it. But uh, I want to talk about this Young Thug album really quickly. Young Thug did it again, man. He, this 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 motherfucker as weird as he is different as he is he does not fail much this album is good to me I like it I like it I like it. as a fan it's dope it's really dope um he got a lot of good records a lot of good sounds and he's doing different things on his album and it's dope so I really fuck with that um two chains album also I like it. It's different. You see Chains trying to progress to more lyricism. And, you know, he's making more realistic songs. They not really play play like he used to be. You know, there's no blow no play bars. He ain't playing on his album. Ain't no look back at it and I put it on the crap. He ain't doing none of that playing shit. Two Chains is really trap, trap certified this album. He told his stories and he's you know, he's he's re- reflecting on his life and his success and I like it. It's it's different for him. I feel like his next album is gonna be way more lyrical than people think he can do. But Two Chains is a rapper's rapper, man. He can rap. A lot of niggas can't rap. He can rap. Two Chains can really rap. You heard the freestyle he did on DNA. Pretty good. It was pretty good. And the shit was gone. It was hard. I give it to Chains, man. i give it to him. Um, yeah, we spoke about the Jay Z. Uh okay, what else we got here? Um, yeah, summer's finally starting to act right out here, man. Uh, if y'all in the New York area, we're starting to get consistent 80s, sprinkles, of 90s here and there. Not too much rain left, a lot of sunshine. And um it's it's finally time. It's finally time. Um, what time you may be saying? It's that time, man. It's thought time. It is time to thought off. If you are coming into this single, this summer single. Yo, freak off all summer. I, I am telling you, live your fucking life because this summer is going to be very good for me. I already, I already called it. Like, I'm not even like just like thinking that it's going to be. You know, I know I'm going to make it that way because you got to do shit like you got to speak things into existence. You want this summer to be lit? Make it lit. Make it. You have to make that shit like you're going to do things. Go out. Fuck that. Summertime. I ain't sitting AC. I'm going to sweat. I'm out. You got paid today, go fucking wild out. Come home smacked. Live your fucking life. You got a girlfriend, man? Take trips. Take vacation. Go take your girl somewhere. Ladies, take your man somewhere. Your birthday in the summer, turn up. My birthday, August 27th. I can't wait for my birthday. I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I'm going to have fun. I know it, because I'm saying I am. And I am. I'm going to have my kind of fun. My kind of fun is getting high and watching The Office. But, if that's what the fuck I want to do for my 32nd birthday, I'm going to do that. Straight up. But um, for my birthday, I think Kendrick and uh, Travis Scott have a show in the Barclays. Probably going to be on my agenda. I'm not going to hire you. I have to be there. Kendrick's my favorite rapper. Was like, Travis is like one of my favorite artists currently. I got to be there. I got to go see my guy. Never seen Kendrick in, 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 in live in person Travis Scott at the Barclays Center is going to be a movie because this nigga never does big venues like that because his shows are mosh pits and the energy, and it's just crazy. So to see those two, Travis first, and then Kendrick closing, it's going to be crazy. And, uh, you know, especially when it's going to be a building full of Kendrick fans because it's Kendrick's show. So I hate when I go to a concert and the artist I like is not the headliner and then people, like, kind of sit down and talk shit while my favorite rapper's performing. So it is fucking... Little Yachty come out, everybody go fucking crazy. Kendrick was on first. It's like, what kind of shit is this? Anyway, yeah, it's summer is gonna be a lot of fun, a lot of rooftop parties. Okay, there's gonna be a lot of pregnancies. Fellas, wrap it up. Not just because of pregnancy, but because you can die. Um, I know body counts in the summer is like a, uh, you know, niggas want like the hang they had on that, but it's all about safety. Safety's a must. So I know niggas don't like wearing condoms when it's hot outside, but that's dumb. You wouldn't go to a war without your bulletproof vest on, right? So let's get it together. Let's uh, protect ourselves. Ladies, stop like, advising these niggas to go raw. All right, and then when he burn you, you get be mad at him. You, y'all be telling niggas to go raw. Girls will tell a nigga, you don't need that condom. And the nigga's so stupid, he just be like, all right. Nigga, she do that shit to everybody, bro. Wrap it up. Wrap it up, because these bitches be burning. He lied. Y'all need to worship him. All right. Don't let him lie to you. He fucking lie. But all of Flex's energy. Now, we're going to talk about this Tupac movie. Uh, I seen the Tupac movie on Friday last week when it dropped. And um, I got to say, man, I, the movie's trash. Nah, I'm not going to hold you. Now, I'm going to, like I said, if y'all haven't seen the movie yet, fast forward this part. I'm going to talk about this for about five, six minutes. And we're going to change it up. But, um, yeah, I went to see the Tupac movie. And the movie begins okay. It begins with his mom, Afeni. She's in jail, pregnant with Pac. That's true to his story. She gets out. You know, Pop's mom was a revolutionary. She was a Black Panther in the '70s. And um, you know, Pop's not his biological dad, but his the man that raised him was also a Black Panther. Who were they in whom, in which they arrested him. Locked, they locked him up for a long time. And um, yeah, the movie beginning of the movie it shows Pop's childhood coming up, how he was raised, the values set upon him but the beginning of the movie moves too fast like it goes from that to when he's like a big kid and then it fast forwards to when he's like a teenager in high school and this happens all within the first 15 minutes of the movie and it's like you can't move that fast like you don't have none of his childhood stories none of his nothing major that stands out to you like Pac went to artistic schools with poetry and acting and music and you don't have any teacher dialogue or any like reflections of his past that you could put in a movie to teach people things they might not have known about him. But no, they fast forward straight to this scene where he's telling Jada Pinkett, allegedly Jada Pinkett, he got to move to to Oakland. He's moving to Oakland, California. He got to get out of there. Now Jada Pinkett had a fit about this because she says, first of all, Pac didn't even say bye. And he didn't move because he wanted to. He moved because he had to, but the feds was on his mother's case and she had to move from Baltimore. They used to live in Baltimore. Everybody knew Pop grew up. He was raised in New York for a little while. Moved to Baltimore, and then he moved to Oakland, which is where his West Coast love came from. And you know, he went to Oakland. He went to school. His mom was on crack. We all knew his mom was on crack, cause we heard their mama. And um, you know, it just it, 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 the movie moves too fast. Like it goes from him being a kid to him moving to uh to Baltimore to him moving to Oakland. His mom being on crack. He gets, a, uh, he gets on with Shock G, and you know, back then when he was doing, he had the verse on, around, when the underground, when the come around, you know, that kind of put Pac on the map. They showed Juice. They fast-forwarded right into Juice. It, it's just all, like, it's just all rushed, and it's, like, it's not authentic. It doesn't feel sincere. Like, when you see Notorious, they show Biggie's childhood for real. Like, even the narration of Gravy doing big, it made you feel like I'm watching Biggie's life. So this movie doesn't have narration. It just happens. It's, the movie's just going. And it's bad, man. It's terrible. Like they, The movie's only two hours and 20 minutes. And I understand they got like some restrictions on everything, but the movie's just trash, bro. I wouldn't recommend anybody pay money to see that. I know it's a black produced production, but if you go to do something, you got to do it right. Straight out of Compton, set the bar. For all biopics Even the new edition on BET Very very well thought out It stretched three days They got every piece of their story involved And it gave you a whole synopsis Of new edition If you didn't know who they were You could learn it from that movie Just like how they had the Jackson Five movie back in the day And that shit lasted an entire week Because you can't tell Michael Jackson's story in a day and two hours You can't, you just cannot Same with Pac Pac was too big, he was too important and that movie was a disservice to him, his family, and his legacy. And I'm upset because as a Pac fan, you want better. Like, I was very excited to see this movie. They had to trail out for a year. You see the dude that plays Tupac, he looks just fucking like him. It's like, this is it. This is it. The same thing with Cube, where Cube's son played him, and it looked just like Cube. He did a phenomenal job, son, Cube's son. Cube's son did a phenomenal job. And the kid that played Pop, he did okay. He did all right. He wasn't the greatest. He wasn't the greatest. He's not a great actor. You could tell it was his first film. There was not much conviction in his scenes. I feel like they should have pushed him more as directors. But, you know, I guess they wanted to get the movie out so fast. I don't know what the hell happened. But it's just bad, man. And I was really excited to see this movie. And it's just bad. Like, they, the, the guy that does Snoop Dogg's voice. Snoop Do- first of all, the guy that plays Snoop Dogg, is, you got to throw him in the tub. Snoop Dogg laid his own voice he did a voiceover for himself. When you watch the movie, when you watch the Tupac's movie and you hear the dude talking, that's not him. That's Snoop. Snoop literally recorded those lines and they played the lines in the movie like niggas is dumb and not gonna realize, yo, that's really Snoop. That nigga don't sound like Snoop. That's Snoop's vocals. And Snoop I, like, damn Snoop, you might as well have been in the fucking movie then. If you gonna give your voice. So it's just it's terrible, man. It's terrible. The dude that plays Sug. Ah, they should have got the shook from fucking Shredder of Compton. Come on, man. But, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. And then they had Pac dating Quincy Jones' daughter. I didn't even know about that. I never knew about it. They, you know, showed a side of Pac that was very vulnerable. But then at the same time, Pac has a song called I Get Around. And they showed that part of his life very small. Very small. They showed Pac's jail time and they kind of focused I feel like they focused on the negative as well. Like they focused on Pac's mistakes when he shot at the cops, when he got shot, they had Mano in there. Shout out to Mano, Brooklyn. Shout out to Mano. Shout out to D. Ray Davis. They got D. Ray Davis playing some pimp hustler in the movie. I don't know what the fuck that was about. It was laughable. I don't take D. Ray serious. I know he's a real nigga from the shop, but in that scene, and that and that, I don't, I don't really get it. But um. Yeah, the Pac movie, man. It was a big, big fuck up. They really fucked that up, and that you can't, you can't do that with that movie. Not with that guy. Not with that guy. Not with Tupac. You, you know, come on, man. So going forward, any any movies that are about legendary artists, like if they, if they for God forbid, they do a a a Bob Marley movie, you cannot fuck that up. You cannot. You cannot. And they has Pac smoking mad cigarettes in the movie. Pac smoked a lot of weed. Where all this cigarette love came from, I don't know. Maybe if he smoked cigarettes too, cool. But why the fuck is he smoking so many cigarettes in the movie? And Biggie's movie, Biggie's smoking weed the whole movie. You see him all the time rolling up weed. It was just, it's, it's just, yo, man. It's just bad, man. It was a bad movie. I'm really upset about this. And, you know, it did good numbers, though it made money but I don't think that second week um, that second week is not gonna not gonna fly um also okay we gonna leave Pac alone Power came back on Power's back not gonna get into the whole breakdown of the episode and I'm just gonna say Power's back we appreciate that that's everybody's <laughs> shit Damn, their favorite show we just love Power they come on every summer we love Power and um the first episode was pretty good. It's pretty good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I um I was too high and fell asleep on it the first night I was in Miami when it came on. I was tapping out, I was done. But um <laughs> Um It was cool, Ghosts in jail. We knew that. Tariq weaseled his way out of 50's hands. Didn't see that coming, but okay. Um, you know, it's a lot of drama. Usual. Nothing special, nothing crazy, nothing out of the ordinary. Power was cool. Let me leave it at that. Uh, LeVar Ball. Lavar. LeVar Ball was on WWE Raw last night. Why do they keep letting this guy get on TV? Your son was drafted to the Lakers. Now you gotta relax. Like, he has to relax. I don't understand why they keep giving this nigga all this light. Um, I know he's done a lot for his family, and he pushed his boys. To the, uh, to the peak of their potential. You know, he wanted his son to be a basketball player. His son is a basketball player. Number two pick overall, so salute to that. Salute to a black man being a father. We need more of that in the world. Salute to him being an entrepreneur and having his own shoe and setting it at a price that if it was Gucci, you wouldn't even complain. But because it's them, it's like, who the fuck does he think he is? Who, you don't know who the fuck Gucci is. This nigga's telling you to your face why you should buy his son's sneaker. You don't know who Gucci is. You buy it anyway. So I get that. I, I applaud his entrepreneurship. And overall love he has for his children, I applaud. What I do not applaud is the, uh, the, the, the clown show. You know, you come on these TV shows and you, you, you talk crazy and you just do anything for clickbait to go viral. I guess you're trying to sell shoes. I get it, bro, but you got to relax. Alonzo is a very laid back kid. He won't say much. And um, you know, it is what it is. But he was on wrestling last night. Like, why is he on WWE? What is what? Why the fuck is he doing a promo tour? Like, what do you? Then he brings his youngest son, who isn't good, with him. That kid ain't good, man. And Lonzo was there. You know. I just hope this kid lives up to the to the expectations. A lot of pressure on him. It's a lot of pressure. I just hope he can go out there and ball out and really prove like, yo, my dad is not just talking. I'm really this good. You guys should really pay attention to me and appreciate me from what I am and not what my dad says. So hopefully we'll see. We'll see. I wish him all the best. I got no hate for Lonzo ball. Uh, I got no hate for uh, LaVar. I just hope it all works out in their favor. You know, we need black power now. I know I always talk some relationship shit, right? It's a nice. Um, I'm gonna give some advice, and I'm gonna wrap this up and get on up out of here. Basically, what I'm gonna talk about tonight is I've been putting up a couple statuses, and I'm gonna read these all from my Facebook. Um, I really want—I've been saying this for the longest, and I feel like it's never gonna happen, but I want women to do better, man. I really do. Um, for example. Where's the post? Where the fuck is the post? Oh, this shit is like deep down. Hold on, y'all. I'm going to be fine this. Um, I was really flourishing in Miami, by the way. (laughs) Just so everybody know that. My beard was looking very impeccable. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, side story. Me and my brother saw Dominique Wilkins and Vince Carter in the airport. My brother's a huge fucking groupie. Straight up. Niggas started gushing over Vince. Oh my God, that's Vince Carter. Oh my God. Oh my God, that's Vince Carter. I'm like, what you gonna go, suck his dick? Relax. That nigga's fucking old. Like I can see this was 03 and we saw Vince. I'd be like, holy shit, Vince Carter. You know, this is Vince in 2017 on the Grizzlies. know, I, mean, I ain't the same. Okay, so. One post I'm gonna, I, this is actually like, this is bars. Um, you got to know when to turn your emotions off. When people do you wrong, it's not by accident. So why forgive that? Remove yourself for yourself. You have to put yourself first, especially early in relationships. Love is not supposed to hurt. Love is not supposed to stress you out. So if your significant other is giving you that, why are you still there? That's not love. So you can't say that. It's comfort. It's fear of change. It's stupidity and emotions. Turn that shit off until it's earned, period. Okay, so now I follow that why, by... Why do women stay when they get cheated on? I want honest answers. Also they they also they will all sound dumb. So let's hear the stupidity. Now I'm going to read some of these uh some of these answers. Read some of these answers. Now this is from Ashley friend of the show. She's actually been on twice. Salute to Ashley. Um she says women always hope hold on, let me let the applause calm down. Me... All right guys, all right, all right. Please. Please. Straight up. Okay. It's uh, Women always hope we can be the one to change him. Also, we don't want to let him go. And then all of a sudden, he is a better man with the next one after we invested all the time and effort. Too much emotions and ego. Okay. Fallen answer. But stupid. As I said, I knew they would all be dumb. Uh, So, I say to Ashley, I say to her, um... Why do you feel like you can change an adult? Why do you feel that way? You know, like if he's not going to change on his own willingly, it's not going to happen. You know, men don't change when you nag them. Men change when they're ready. And when women have to, women are so used to having their way that they'll, they don't care about none of that shit. Nigga, you change or I'm going to nag you until you do. They're not going to leave. Now in the event, and knowing that a man is not going to leave, a woman is not going to leave. That makes a man's confidence sky high because it's basically I can do whatever I want. She's not going anywhere. And we know this. Ladies, y'all think we don't know. We know that y'all comfortable. We know y'all fear leaving and starting over. We know these things. So that's why we act out because bitch, you're not going nowhere. You go huff and puff. You might withhold some sex, but you ain't going to go nowhere. You will be here. You know why? Because we've been together too long for you to start over. Yeah, you might go fuck a nigga, but you go come back because you don't want to go fuck. You don't want to fuck him. You're doing it out of spite. In hopes that you, I won't find out, but a woman's guilt is bigger than her fucking pride. So now, here's what I say to her. But do y'all start to think he wasn't the way he is with you? Wait, but did y'all start to think he wasn't the way he is with you, the way he is with his new girl? Because he just didn't see what he sees in her in you. Men change when they have a real reason. If he didn't change with you, he didn't feel the need with you. And you should get out quickly. Every relationship doesn't have to last years to count. It's all about experience. Love is like a bike. You're going to fall. You can get hurt a few times before you get it. It's okay to get hurt. There's no way to prevent that. Are you going to not ride a bike as a kid? You have to. You know, your friends are riding bikes. It's part of life. It's balance. Okay? You got to learn. Same with love. You got to learn it. It's going to happen whether you want to or not. Okay. So now it says, um, now I say um, it's okay to get hurt and there's no way to prevent that. The sad part is y'all hurt yourselves by staying at something you know isn't, look, isn't working. Looking forward to moments instead of forever, and that's bad. Women have a tendency to look for moments. Good days, good weeks, good months, good stretches of time where they're not riffing with their man instead of good forever. Why are you settling for small time and part time when you're supposed to be having full time? Ask yourselves that if your man is all, if y'all beefing three days out of a seven day week, that's not that's not love. That's every week y'all have an issue. That's not love. You're dealing, you're dealing, you're you're dealing with that person. You don't love that person. They don't love you. Love is not arguments. Yeah, you're going to argue here and there, but every day for days on end. That means there's a there's a split there. There's a divide. There's a lack of communication that's there that you two guys are bumping heads. And neither one of your pride is letting it slide but a woman's guilt is bigger than her pride and she will always come back because she feels bad because you don't feel good and that's a woman's problem y'all gotta learn to be selfish ladies okay so now Tiffany shout out to Tiffany friend of the show she actually wanna come up here and talk shit to me I'm, I'm doing the tub I'm doing the tub for you Tiff when you hear this this tub is for you for all you do, this tub's for you. But uh, shout out to Tiff. That's my homegirl. That's the homie Tiffy. So, Tiffany says, oftentimes it's the fear of the unknown. She's doing her own thing, but it's not better than what she has. Security, children, image, can't afford to leave. My response to that was, you do realize all of that makes no sense. If that's the case, let the nigga cheat freely. Why even argue at all? If you in, If you don't want to be How do I say this? If you don't, uh, if you can't afford your image to take a hit, what image? That man does not make your image. You make your image. So whatever you portray is what what people expect. So if you portray in this happy, fake ass relationship and you leave, yeah, your image is bad. Don't fake it. Stop faking it. Stop acting like shit is sweet when it's sour. And that's why you got to leave when it's time. Like you don't, don't linger. Women love to linger. I ask this all the day. Why do women let exes linger? They don't want to be a hoe. It doesn't make you a hoe if nobody knows your fucking business. And she says to you, it's not for you to understand. If it, it doesn't make sense to anyone, okay, not for me to understand. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. It's not for you to understand. Well, if nobody understands it, then it's dumb. That's like if a math problem doesn't make sense, wouldn't you work at it until everybody gets the same answer? That's when it's like, you know, basic mathematics. Two plus two is four. You can't get that. You think it's five. Okay, let me tell you why it's four. And you're going to sit there and say it's five, but it doesn't make sense to me why you think it's five. Yo, man, I spoke about this. Not every woman is going to argue. Example. Hold on. Shit. Not every woman is going to argue. Example. The one doing her own thing. She's like you out fucking. So am I. And I say to her, that doesn't prove anything nor help either person's growth as an individual. It instead creates an entire world built off hurt and negative reactions. Also, you stay in a fucked up situation for longer than you should, ruining you emotionally. And she says, I don't disagree with you. I stayed in a relationship of a non-cheater because I wanted it to work and scared of what people would say. After a while, I was like, effort it. I don't want to do this because I know we weren't growing. And most of the time, it takes abuse or children for women to wake up and say, this nigga ain't shit. Why does it take so much for women to leave bad situations? It's like, if you put your hand over the stove and you it's hot, you feel it hot, but you need your skin to melt off for you to be like, you know what? That shit is too hot. Why do you have to hurt yourself so much to get, to realize you're in pain? Women are so strong, man, but you do weak things. And, you know, this is why I I dropped these bars for y'all. You know, I'm not going to read the rest of this because Ashley and this other dude on my page got kind of crazy. (laughs) So I'm not going to go read the back and forth. Uh, Another person, I'm going to read this last one and I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, Another, uh, this is Rihanna. Not the Rihanna, but my hunger Rihanna from years ago. Uh, Another reason women stays because they're being let on. It's not always that she's dumb and insecure, etc. A lot of guys put on the front that they will change or are currently changing. So she stays. Men like that are selfish. I say to her, if you can be let on, you're dumb. At what point do you realize people can only lead you on when they don't respect your intelligence? They think you're stupid. And most often times women are way too naive, very naive. Women are very naive to things that are right in front of them. Yo, he's cheating on you. Oh, I had a feeling, but I don't, I don't know for sure. So I'm just going to wait. You got to ask that question. You got to press that button. You got to go off. You got to figure that out. Because, you know, what's allowed will always be continued. If you let somebody slap you in your face every day and you don't say nothing every day, they're going to slap you every day. And why? Because you allowed it. And it's going to continue. If somebody robs you every day and you never fight back, you never say stop, they're going to do it every day. Because you allowed it. So if a man is cheating on you, and you know this, women be smarter than we ever could know. If a man is cheating on you and you know this and you stay, it's your fault. It's not his fault. It's your fault. You got to take responsibility for your own shit. No, how is it my fault? I ain't make him cheat. No, but you knew. And you allowed that and you let him have his cake and eat it too. The most you did was bitched. You did not leave. You want to you scare a man, show him action. Words don't matter. Arguing don't matter. Action. You pack that shit up and leave. That nigga's like, "Oh shit!" You'll see a whole nother side of that nigga. That's how you inflict change. You inflict change by giving change, not by talking about it, not by threatening, not by yelling and bitching and getting upset and withholding pussy. No, you make change by creating change. You gotta be the change you want to see. That's it. So now she says to me, "I disagree. It seems that you're trying to put 100% blame on women." 100% of the time, for everything men do and say. Women can't be responsible for the things men do or say. Women are to blame when they're raped. The answer is don't dress provocative, but never teach men self-control. When a man cheats, women are to blame. First, the wife or girlfriend for not being enough. Then the side chick for messing with an involved man. Never the man. At what point do men take responsibility? So no, women aren't dumb for believing, believing someone when they say they're going to do something. Without neglecting your initial post with my examples, my question is at what point do men take responsibility for the actions and role that make women feel they are trustworthy when they are not? And lastly, what does it say about a man who is involved or trying to be involved with a woman he thinks is dumb and doesn't respect? Now, here's my rebuttal. Okay, firstly, never blame women for men cheating. That's not even a question. Secondly, women are way smarter than that. If your man is cheating, y'all know. Being cheated on doesn't make you stupid, no. Staying when you know you're being cheating on, however, is. If you put your hand over fire and you feel it's hot, at one point do you remove your hand? Only a stupid person would stand there to be burned, intentionally, knowing the damage that's being done. To answer your question about what it says about a man involving himself with a woman he thinks is dumb, it in a way shows his intelligence for going for a woman he can actually handle. Weak men avoid strong women. This dating game is nature. They hunt for easy prey. Lions don't chase down healthy gazelles. They won't ever eat. Instead, they look for the sick or weak or young. It's fucked up, but that's the way it is. At that point, I expect women to set the standard and raise the bar for these bum ass dudes. I'm a woman to have better judgment of character to weed this shit out. Unfortunately, the flaws of women don't allow for such, but it is possible. So, you know, and the flaws. The, uh, the flaws with women are, you know, they hold on to their past way longer than they should. And it eventually hurts them in their futures. Because they hold on for so long in hopes of change that they lose the 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 they lose knowing how to trust anybody. And they don't trust anything. They think everything's a lie. You ever met these women? Hey, what's going on? My name is Mark. Uh, that's your real name? Okay. Now that what the fuck? And then you can, I I was writing about this earlier. I didn't post it, but I was writing about it. You can look a woman dead in her eye and say, Hey, I want to be with you. I like you. I really want us to like be something. I want to be with you. And she'll look at you and say, now this, and it's not that she doesn't like that. You're saying that to her. It's because she's not conditioned to recept, receive love anymore. She's turned off by everything. She's been hurt so much. You got to understand women go through pain from young to adulthood. So, Let's say you get a girl that's 14 years old. She's a young girl, virgin. She lets some dude fuck. He just wanted to fuck. So now she don't trust niggas already, but she's young and she's still a little girl. She's going to like boys. Boys are going to keep hurting her because they're little boys. This starts to become an ongoing trait in her life. And that's because women, you know, young girls want to be grown so fast. They want to be grown. They want to be in relationships. You don't need to be in a relationship that's 15, 16, 17 Be a kid, go to school, live your life, have fun. There's no reason for women to be having babies at 18 and be happy about that shit. What are you going to do now? You don't have anything. And it's it's the reason why they put all this shit to the side is because they feel that that's love. They feel like this nigga's going to be with me forever. And it's never that way. It's never forever because it wasn't the foundation. Wasn't right. So. This goes on to a lifelong of disappointments from men through interactions with bad guys and bad judgment of character. Women don't take the time to mature themselves to understand the maturity it takes to be in a real relationship. So they just go through fuck boy after fuck boy after fuck boy, have a kid, be a single mom for a few years, get their fucking, you know, independence. And now they out here and they doing things they should have been doing at a young age, at an older age which sets them back mentally and in love. So, you know, you 37 in the club and you should be married from what society says. But, you know, life is life don't work that way sometimes. But what women got to understand is that love is out there for you. You just can't rush that. Every nigga don't deserve you. Every nigga you like don't deserve you. You got to make these niggas earn you like women don't even women chase niggas now. A man's supposed to chase you. You're not supposed to chase no nigga. Why are you texting niggas every morning? Why are you halting, stalking a nigga snap and Instagram? Why are you texting a nigga like, oh, who's this bitch liking your picture? Y'all not supposed to be on no shit like that. Never, never. It should be a nigga on you that way. Those are the niggas that like you for real. A nigga that's willing to chase a female, he really like her. Because niggas don't be doing that shit like that. Niggas go for the easy kill. Just like I said, this is fucking, this is wildlife. Niggas go for the sick, the weak, and the young. So when they actually try and attempt to go after somebody, you should take him kind of serious and stop fucking playing. I say it all the time. Everybody's fucking playing. Straight up! Even be playing with me, it be girls I be trying to be with. Like, yo, what's up? You gonna be with me? No, nah. You? You a thought. You got mad followers. So you ain't even gonna get to know me. You just gonna judge me, and then that's that. That's what I go through. So, you know, it's all in the, who you deal with. Better judgment of character. That's all I wanna say for the ladies. I hope y'all took that and learned something from it. And I hope y'all uh, use that in you dealings going forward. Because I really want y'all to do better. Because I want to have a daughter one day, and I don't want her to go through this bullshit. I want this shit to be fixed by the time my kid is up there trying to get a little boyfriend and shit. You know what I mean? But anyway, this is episode 26. Is it 26? Let me double check. Yeah, episode 26... Podium podcast Did this one by myself Rocked out for a whole hour Kept it flowing You know what I mean Shout out to me uh, Next week I have a guest Um, And we go have fun Hopefully some uh, Some interesting things take place If not I always got content For the people So y'all yeah, never gotta worry About that with me um, I'm gonna try to get this out Tomorrow I'm gonna talk to Hollis Hopefully we get this out Tomorrow and not Thursday I need to drop the same day as Joe Budden, Hollis. You, you, you gotta get these numbers right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope you guys have a good week. Um, have a good weekend, good week, good weekend, whatever y'all doing. Be safe, and I will see y'all next week. More <laughs>